1: 18
0: plus. Yeah, it's working.
2: Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's More Living Podcast, the only rugby podcast It gives you all the news, views and opinion on the weekend's rugby action or the West Country Accent. You can find us on Twitter, we are at More Living Podcast and More Lover Rugby Podcast on Facebook. All of our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts and Anchor and lots of other good podcast catcher type things. Uh, we're back for another episode of Punching Chats, which I'm sure you're all absolutely loving. Um, in no way connected to any other quiz that you may have heard on any other wireless device. Uh, all original content from more Over podcast productions where you can see other productions <laughs> like uh, the Long Leg Cricket Podcast and also the Long Snapper NFL uh, podcast. Um, I'm joined this week by That's still our, going. Which one?
0: Very, yeah, very snapper. infrequently.
2: Long, long stuff Yeah, I'm sure they'll be back soon enough. Um, Craig likes to talk, doesn't he? So uh, they'll be back soon. Um, as you may have heard, I'm joined by the Lensman, who's back this week, replacing Eddie Stevens. How you going, Doug? I'm
4: all right. Yep, I had the kids yep. for three days, so I'm um, wired off my tits.
2: Have you, have you, have you produced more exciting? Is there a sequel to the the
0: monster movie?
4: Uh, development hell at the moment, mate. Development hell. Um, it's lead hard actor to, doesn't to want to play. Is
0: difficult, isn't it? You know, you, well, you have the a movie. Got
4: too big for her boots. Now she's giving it the big and about wanting more chocolate biscuits as payment. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go into it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, resident quiz host Adam, thanks for coming back, Adam.
0: A pleasure. I can't. I can't believe we're still getting away with this.
2: I know. Yeah. Me either. Um, and I keep getting the, away
4: with it, mate, because no one's listening to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the possibly the nicest man in uh, West Country podcasting, Ben Eustace. Yeah, possibly the only,
1: as well. Possibly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, and also, so this week's special guest, we've not got. Uh, we've not got the housewife's favourite. But some might say this man is, is also a housewife's favorite, uh, podcast royalty. And possibly one of the reasons why we exist today, uh, direct from the uh egg chasers towers is JB. How you doing mate? I'm
3: very well and uh, thank you for that lovely
2: introduction. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Welcome to to punching chat. Um, hopefully you uh you've heard the the other episodes and, and you know kind of what's going on and uh we'll see what happens we'll muddle through
0: (laughs) if you haven't (laughs) heard them you know it doesn't really matter
2: adam over to you
0: oh i'm not going to explain the rules that's not what i'm here for i'm just going to (laughs) get get straight into it um in fact before i start with the first question ben um yeah what's that hat you're wearing
1: it's uh your favorite indiana indianapolis Colts. Ah uh, no, wait, no wait 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 I'm going to get those points back.
0: <laughs> oh wow. North Norfolk Digital t-shirt there.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Amazing.
1: It's almost like you set that up.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I wish I had. I just I just got to keep my hat my hair covered up because it's got out of control. Well I have to
2: keep I have to keep my hat on because it gives a tremendous glare off onto the camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your hair hasn't got out of control yet russ is that what you're that, saying
2: that that is what is the opposite of out of control it couldn't be more controlled <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay question one let's get into it um with a rugby question and last week we well i set you the impossible task of trying to replace a 2003 world cup um, finalist with a current England player. So let's make it easier. Let's flip it and do the opposite. Which 2003 World Cup winning player would you like to see in the current England side? And why don't we start with the Lensman? Uh,
4: there's only one answer for me. Uh, the, the England team's long lacked, in my opinion, a decent fullback. So it'd have to be Josh Lucy. Not only is he the best fullback we've had in my lifetime I would suggest but a good solid military man and also um, (laughs) represented the team that I'll be representing when all this ends um, and we're allowed outside again Amersham and Chiltern Rugby Club so uh, yeah Josh Lucy bloody good-looking bloke as well and a man that Clive Woodward once described as uh, what all England rugby players should aspire to look like Okay, Uh,
0: Ben.
1: Well, I thought maybe not to pick perhaps the very best player, but they were all pretty good players. So I decided to look for somewhere where there's a bit of a hole in the current England team. And uh, we've never really, under Eddie Jones, nailed down the number 12 position. So um, I've gone for Will Greenwood. Um, Good distributor, solid defence, runs hard and straight. And a very good communicator. I think he'd, um, he'd he'd probably play in the team every week, and then number ten would be up for grabs. Um, but I think with that team, there were so many leaders in it that a lot of them would improve this this team because uh, thinking on their feet was a thing that they could do, rather than this lot who seemed to just sort of collapse into jelly. And and also
4: the social media content would take a take an uptick, wouldn't it? They wouldn't just be Joe Marler sending out ridiculously <laughs> funny. Uh, Tweets.
1: Yeah, and, and that practical joke he played on Austin Healy gets him extra points, I think.
0: <laughs> well, based, based on last week's answers, I'd say there are about 17 possible answers to this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Russ, why don't we go to you?
2: Um, similar theme to, to Doug's. Uh, the gaping hole in England's team for the last 18 months, as far as I'm concerned, has been a fallback um, but instead of picking Josh Lucy, who actually played in that Ball World Cup wing. final at fullback,
4: say Did again, play? I didn't no, the wing for Josh the
2: Lucy. Thing. Josh Lucy played on the wing. However, sorry, That's Josh right, Lucy yeah. played fullback. However, the guy that played on the wing in that game, uh, Jason Robinson, would come into my team and play at fullback. The guy's an absolute wizard, an absolute machine, and arguably one of the best backs ever to play rugby for England. So he would slot into this team absolutely no problem.
3: There we go, uh, JB. I think we're going to disagree with you all here. I'm going to say not mm. one of them gets in the team ever. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, just, thinking, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking it through, <laughs> and I know I should do it on relative terms, but I'm not going. to, I'm going to do it on absolute terms. I mean, even the captain, even the captain, uh, Martin Johnson, would have his lunch money taken now by Maratoji. In you know, it, would take about three or four minutes dispatching Martin Johnson. George Cruis is a monster of a man. I mean. How would you possibly go about reinforcing the enforcer, George Curse using Ben K? Wouldn't work. Uh, Neil Back was five foot. You know, these guys <laughs> just they they just wouldn't hold up now. You know, even where they're pretty good, uh say Wilkinson, Wilkinson was a, ma- a magnificent player, was probably the best player in his position for ten years. Owen Farrell's better. He's bigger. He's better. He can pass harder. He can kick better. Probably his kicking percentages are higher. Uh, all of these guys were very, very good twenty years ago. But if you think about it, twenty years ago, you don't have to go ten years previous, and all they were doing is beating dentists and doctors and lawyers who were doing doing this part time. So none of them get in whatsoever. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to play your game. So <laughs> I think we're outgunned, lads. <laughs> So the guy who's given me the most pleasure to watch over this year, and the guy I'd love to get back into the England fold, has to be Robinson, Andy Robinson. Uh, I remember <laughs> watching uh, England under Andy Robinson's tenure, and it was delightful. Uh, every time they played Wales, Wales gave him a, gave him a spanking. Uh, you had this, this great spectacle of a guy who think, who thought that he deserved all the praise in the world for, for, for Clive Woodward's team, they gave him the keys, and he smashed the car straight into straight into a tree. Uh, it was glorious to watch. I enjoyed every second that Andy Robinson was in charge of England, and I'd love to have him back.
4: <laughs> I do agree nice. with you, nice. but, but... Oh, I have oh, a bit I of feedback, have there. feedback there. Is that coming from? Um, um, yeah, yeah I, would no, I would say that, say that if way. Martin Johnson didn't just eat steak and chips for dinner every day and trained like Mara Toje plays, he'd probably snap a Toje in half. I, well, I mean, uh, uh, Toje a different beast. Uh, he's just a different. He's a di- he.
3: He can do things with his with with his body. People don't even understand are possible.
4: Do you know him in a way we don't? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs>
0: nice. That's how to. That's how to do punching chat. There we go. Okay. Next question. Um, as you know, we are. We're mostly cricket fans and we're huge fans of what monstrosity the ECB are trying to come up with. And in fact, it's possibly one of the few great things about coronavirus is the fact that this competition is in doubt, the 100, and all the nonsense team names that they've come up with. Um, So your task is to, well, come up with a better one. Um, Your team names, please, for the 100. Ben, let's start with you.
1: Um, Well, I had a look at the the teams that are in the hundred and there doesn't seem to be a sort of Southwest team. Um, so I've gone for the, um, Wessex weapons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, Russ. Um,
2: I, I almost refuse to dignify this question with an answer. <laughs> um, but having given it some thoughts, since my response to you was, uh, the Welsh, um, the welsh fire everybody at the ecb ecb that came up with this idea and stick a trent rocket up their ass
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll work uh jb
3: yeah so I, when you sent me this question i had no idea this it was even a thing i didn't even know that, that there was a competition called the hundred so oh, i've I'm literally imagined how great, great life would be Oh <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. But um, again, like uh, the last question I decided to play the game anyway. And my thought on this is franchise names are, are tough, but as a rule, I like franchise names which reflect the local area and particular in particularly industry. So I'm a huge fan of the Steelers, I'm a huge fan of the Oilers, those things. I mean, I'd love Exeter. I know they're not quite in that area, but I'd love Exeter to rebrand themselves as the Tin Men. That, you know, that kind of thing. And they're not quite there, but, you know, fair, 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 fair enough. Um, the problem is, there's not really much industry in, in in Wales, or really jobs. So you'd have to probably go with the Welsh sleeve tattoos. I quite like that. <laughs> you couldn't go for the like, the, the, the Welsh slag heaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh the welsh former jobs i got no idea um, yeah what what would london be the london derivatives i, I, um, I quite like that uh also like manchester i'm sure is that what are manchester called
0: i can't actually see it because
3: my because my, my phone's broken we
0: don't we don't know I've, we don't original care, so know.
3: have i got that right yeah probably oh uh, i don't I even know do what that, that means Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. I mean, like Northern Powerhouse is is begging to be used. So yeah, I don't think they've got this particular London Spirit's rubbish, isn't it? They're all, they're I all love, rubbish. They're I all love terrible. The
2: sound of, I love the sound of the Northern Powerhouse.
1: Northern Powerhouse is cool. Anything branded Powerhouse is cool. <laughs> yeah. So so for clarity, the the hundred is like it's like trying to generate new fans to Fifteens rugby by taking sevens and then removing the tackling from it. <laughs> I
3: tell you what, though, I like the Oval Invincibles. I mean, it's not even a place, is it? You
4: like uh, it? The only thing with that is they are absolutely nailed on to lose their first game. Yeah, and it's objectively false. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: It's just... Oval Invincibles, it, it, I've got myself a new team.
2: <laughs> Let's hope the tournament doesn't go ahead.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Doug... Um, so I was, you know, I live in the, the Mercia region at the moment, but I thought that, um, I don't, I haven't lived there long enough to really care. So as a good, um, Hertfordshire slash Essex lad with connections to, um, Norfolk and Cambridgeshire, I thought that I would go for the East Anglia region, um, which in cricketing terms is largely forgotten, with uh, particularly strong in the minor counties game, but Essex are in, are in the normal county, county, um. Environment. So, but even they've been forgotten by the ECB in the hundred because apparently East Anglia doesn't fucking matter. So we're going to be the East Anglia doesn't fucking matters, and we're going to play in a packet of crisps that looks like ready salted because they don't matter either. Yeah. East
3: Anglia, what happens in East Anglia?
4: Farming, um, Inbre- inbreeding, the farmers, the yeah, walkers, the, the, the walkers, the hoteliers, the greatest university breeder of politicians and prime ministers, and you know. Uh, the Long Stanton dollars. Spice Museum. Long Stanton Spice Museum. I think you'll find.
0: Uh, uh. Ben, this is for you for getting Partridge wrong.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, obviously, the if that was a platinum jiffy bag question, it would have been pretty much what Doug said. Uh, <laughs> anything, anything with a any sort of Partridge reference obviously gets in. Right. Next up, coronavirus. Um, we're not... Well, it's being brought up each week, so to speak. Everybody's worried about getting a cough right now. Uh, but what's the biggest or greatest ever, in inverted commas, choke in sports? Uh, Russ?
2: Um, if I was to say the list of names to you, uh, Pierce, Waddle, Ince, butty Beckham, Vassell, Lampard, Gerrard, Carragher, Young, Cole and Henderson, that is every... England player that's missed a penalty in major championship finals (laughs) since 19, uh, since Italia 90, um, for 22 years, England failed to win any sort of, uh, penalty shootout in a major tournament, uh, labeling them one of the, well, one of the biggest bottle jobs in, in modern history. They entered the Russian world cup in 26, uh, 2018, with a 14% win ratio on penalty shootouts in major tournaments which is the which was the worst percent win percentage of penalty shootouts of all the 32 teams so the biggest jokers for me are or were england when uh, faced with a penalty shootout
0: yeah okay jb
3: well so i was going to initially go with clem sorry clem patroneil in the <laughs> final against wasps when he didn't dot down the ball for a 22 and instead rob howley nips over touches down the ball and to lose lose the european cup final i thought yeah fine but then i thought that's just a moment of madness and many people have a moment a a, a moment of madness which is then why I thought to nominate Nick Mallett. So Nick Mallett decided to put his best flanker in at nine. And the reason I think that's worthy of more of a mention than losing a Heineken Cup final is because he had time to think about it. You know, it wasn't like he's going line, to like, line up a penalty shooter, and, you know, a penalty and just sky it over. He had time to think about it. He reflected. He handed in the team, presumably to someone else. They must have seen it and said, Nick, is this a good idea? Absolutely. He, he, he must have spoke about this several times, and he still managed to choke on one of the biggest selections that a coach could make, which is his halfback. So for me, certainly in the rugby sense, it's Nick Meyer.
0: Yeah. Very good. I like a, a considered decision to choke rather than something in the spirit yeah. of the moment.
4: <laughs> uh, Dougie? Uh, <clears throat> there's only one only one for me. Um, arguably the greatest cricketer ever. Trots out for, uh, for Australia to face England, oh. with a batting average of 99.94 actually 101.39. He needed four runs to career, have a career average of 100 and got bowled uh, with his for, was it his second ball? Second ball, wasn't it? Second ball? Second ball through the gate to a googly. Why did he just play again? I never understand that. Ah, uh, because he's Australian, mate. Made my decision. I'm going to go and live in the bush. <laughs> That's what he did, I think. I think he... Uh, yeah. I don't know what he did after that. But apparently, uh, it was claimed that he missed it because he was crying because he got a standing ovation from the England crowd. Um, obviously, as an Australian, he he denied that um, vehemently. Um, <laughs> to to rub salt into the wounds, uh, England lost by an inning. So he didn't even get to go out and bat in his second innings, which is uh, one of the greatest... Greatest FUs to an Australian you could ever do in it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you could always hear him collapse. in the changing room going, lads, 99.94. We'll get a It don't matter. <laughs> wow.
0: You'd you know that would have, for the rest of his life, really, really eaten away at him. Really uh, pissed him you off. Would have,
4: like... You would have got the wisdom guide every year and thumbed straight to the page of Donald Bradman to see if it had changed. Maybe they missed a couple of runs or something, you know.
0: Yeah, we got our maths wrong. No, you no, know, sorry.
4: I was just, I was, you know, this is a Wikipedia-based quiz, and I was just thumbing through Donald Bradman's Wikipedia page. He averaged two hundred and one point five against South Africa. Two hundred and one point five. That's ludicrous.
2: With with basically a, a plank of wood, yeah, and yeah, no two, helmet it. on an uncovered pitch,
4: yeah. In the Bodyline series as well. He played in the Bodyline series. <laughs> Just average. Have you ever seen the old black and white cine film of him with a stump hitting a golf ball against the wall? No. That is, honestly. Try and do that. If you get perfect time to try it during lockdown, get a golf, a golf ball and a cricket stump and try and hit well, it my... backwards to the wall. Well, that's my Amazon order sorted. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will never, it'll never get delivered, mate.
3: <laughs> you don't want Unless a full set fine. of
0: six cricket stumps you know we'll throw the tails in for free no just one yeah. just one just one.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> trying to save your work amazon
0: <laughs> all right ben who's the greatest ever choke
1: um so i'm going to take you back to 1991 and uh, a scotland crowd are absolutely delighted at, that it's six all. they've got a penalty in front of the sticks against the hated enemy england and they've got the most reliable goal kicker in the world. And he skews it wide. And uh, Rob Andrew goes down the other end, slots a drop goal. And uh, England make the World Cup final. And Scotland haven't been close since.
0: <laughs> Easy points, well, like that. <laughs> All right. Um, a question about Ross. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for this. <laughs> um, Russ Milsom, he's a, about one misjudged tweet away from a restraining
3: order from Vicky Fleetwood.
0: Who is Vicky Fleetwood?
2: <laughs> Sar- Sarah, come up on this, on this show already. England women. Oh, yeah, her, I'm sorry.
3: I, I absolutely knew that. I did absolutely know that. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> Arguably the, the fittest thing to say. Uh, yeah, grace, come on. Grace anyway,
0: <laughs> she's, filing, she's filing it as we
4: speak. I um, so stand which, up, you will not your webcam over. that's optimistic
0: (laughs) (laughs) so which with that in mind which sports person would you put a restraining order on and why
3: uh let's go jb oh i mean there's only one player for me and it is so far and beyond anyone else uh I, i actually struggle for words there um david pocock I mean, I would love to restrain David. David Pocock, yes, David. We know that you're a great guy. We know that you care about animals and rights and being woke. We know, but not now. Just not now. And I can't, can only imagine how annoying the guy is to like, like to play with. You're trying to do your line-outs and he wants to talk about how endangered the long-necked tur- tur- turtle is, or how he's not getting married until everyone is equal. And for me, I just think not now, uh, uh, not now, David. So I would very much like a restraining order on him. very good Uh, is it
4: all just an elaborate ruse so he doesn't have to marry his girlfriend though (laughs) it
3: might well be and then he sort of yeah and then he finds out that he's he's then asked to write articles for like niche publications (laughs) and he's in in the paper before you know it he's carved out a really nice uh, niche as a social commentator uh, and he's got a nice second
4: career so yeah seems like another badly thought out Australian idea (laughs) All right, Dougie. Uh, any, any you, I do this every time we mention about how I'd like someone to go away or how someone I wish was not there. <coughs> I've definitely got it. Um, it's it's Joe. It's Joe Marler. <laughs> Joe Marler for his hilarious banter. And if if not Joe Marler for his hilarious banter, because I use that every week. then Peter Crouch for his hilarious banter.
3: <laughs> oh, Nigel Owens,
4: please have Nigel Owens. I know it. there was one other. I can't remember the other one I said because I'm not looking at my notes. Uh, oh yeah, James Haskell. James Haskell, fees hilarious. I just, I just really would love some more hilarious banter on Twitter. Uh,
3: I, 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 I'm going to add one to your list. I'm going to take one away. Uh, James <laughs> Haskell. Uh, will be taken away because he is genuinely very very funny. Nigel Owens can definitely be added to to, to that list.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
3: goes on with his pre-planned gags. Yeah, okay. They're just not that funny. They're not that funny. <laughs> just to be clear, the point off was for the Pascal
0: and the saying he was funny and yeah, he is got funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Ben.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um i've got any england batsman playing in a test match like he's playing in a 2020 it's like we've got a bat two days to save the test and we're 80 for nine it's just it's excruciating <laughs> and and the, i don't know what the punishment should be i i yeah i wonder if it should be just sort of loitering around the park being grasped on by every busybody in the in the town. Just ten minutes in a room with Kevin Peterson.
3: Yeah. Making goes to conference with David Pocock. <laughs> conference <laughs> David David Pocock's choice or chain tra- himself to a tree. <laughs>
4: where, where the warm pact is Nigel Owens. Oh, imagine. Or,
3: or um, or if
2: it just and being Joe locked... and Joe Marla's touching his testicles.
1: Or, <laughs> or just being locked in a room with Pocock and Falau and refereeing. Oh, I imagine
0: <laughs> that'd be great, wouldn't it? Imagine.
1: Okay, uh, Russ,
2: um, I've kind of rehashed my uh, any other business from last week, and I would like to put a restraining order on Daniel Levy doing the work that he actually does. Premier League football clubs are, are reportedly, Tottenham Hotspur made 190 million pounds worth of profit. On their Champions League run to the Champions League final last year, yet they've placed 550 people on um, furlough, expecting the government to pick up their um, their 80 of their wages whilst they're not paying them. All the while paying footballers that aren't actually playing football, you know, circa 250,000 pounds a week. Five 500- hundred worth it? Oh, but 500 <laughs> people. JB, you're you're a financial man. 500, 500 people. 500 pound a week is 250 grand that's one week's worth of premiership footballers wages imagine asking them to give up one week's wages to save all of those people it, it just beggars belief and, and Liverpool tried to do the same got slaughtered in the press for it and then took it all back
3: I've I, I got to say, one of the most enjoyable things was watching Liverpool fans slaughter Liverpool like the self-righteous going after the self-righteous it, <laughs> it, the, the snake eating itself uh, oh. You'll never, uh, you'll never walk alone and, <laughs> unless it's due to COVID nineteen. Wonderful stuff.
2: Yeah, I suppose the only saving grace is at least Dave, uh, Daniel Levy has had the the gall to not even give a fuck and just go, yeah, so what? <laughs> just carry on yeah. with it. Liverpool have gone back on it, and and Levy's still there going, oh, you've all forgotten about me then? No problem.
0: Exactly. I saw I saw someone on Twitter come back, responding to basically saying, oh, well. Liverpool are indefensible as well Spurs and Newcastle and others haven't gone back on it you'd, you'd and the argument from... was and the argument was yeah but it's, it's Levy and Mike Ashley we we know what they're like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, as, as yeah. if that as, as, if, as uh, if that is makes it, is it okay my, yeah. my um,
3: is, his, his baseline bastard so high that he can get away with all sorts of things which no one else would even think about doing <laughs> I mean there, there is a good lesson to be learnt there
2: I'm a big fan of the phrase baseline bastard.
3: Or oh, <laughs> bastard baseline. baseline, maybe I've got it the wrong way around. He's so,
2: his his, his bastard baseline is so high that nobody expects anything less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, um, I haven't run down the scores yet, but it's it's all a load of bollocks anyway. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's face it, whoever I want to be in the final is going to be. Uh, ben, you're, you're on 28, Doug 37.0. Russ on 41. JB's in the lead on 43. Whey! Um Who I'm knows what's going to happen from here?
1: I shouldn't yeah. have worn this cap, should I?
0: Yeah. No, you really shouldn't. And you reminded me of it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ben, back down to 25. There we go. Right. Next up, Kyle Walker. Um, he was caught hosting a sex party. Lynn, these are sex people. Um, So who, who in sport has well, the most memorable ever off-field
4: indiscretion. Um, Doug? Uh, I mean, the NFL's full of them. (laughs)
1: Literally full of them.
4: (laughs) Um, My favourite being Plaxico Burress, who (laughs) just popped popped to the club for a night out and managed to shoot himself in the leg. (laughs) 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 Not, Not through any cool way, but... The gun was in his tracksuit pocket, so he went to the club in a pair of tracksuit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they slid down his leg. He went to pull him up and accidentally pulled the trigger and shot himself in the leg. Now,
3: are you assuming he went to one of those clubs? Do you like the small town club where you've got to wear shoes? So he's yeah. probably in a pair. Of tackles, bottom, yeah. But with what, he was, in, in yeah. ro- he went. He went to
2: Flares in Rochester. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, wearing
4: shoes. Uh, my favourite thing about this was that um, he just he just signed a contract with the uh, with the Giants and uh, it had a, a million pound signing bonus in it. But because he was obviously shot in the leg, he couldn't play. So the Giants took the million pound signing bonus back off him, which he then filed a grievance to get back. And the league said, "Yeah, you got to pay him." Um, so <laughs> John Mara, the owner of the Giants, said, "To think that a player could carry a loaded gun into a nightclub." And this is better if you read it in a Ricky Gervais kind of. Style to think that a player could carry a loaded gun into a nightclub, shoot himself, and miss the rest of the season, but get to keep his inside signing bonus illustrates one of those one of the flaws of the system. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I'm I'm laughing so much because I just haven't thought about him in a while. It's just, it's just one of the best stories to come, and there are plenty of them in the NFL. Uh, JB,
3: um, right, so. I was going to go with um, Mitchell Pearce. Do you remember him? No. No. Oh, no. good. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Should I going to go with Mitchell Pearce. Yeah, I'll go, go with Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce, you know, if you want a rich vein of form of bad behaving men, no, look no further than the NRL. In fact, any <laughs> sport which needs to have, um, a, you, know, a, you know, like an ethics committee or a... a, a Behaviors are, you know, that there's some good stuff oh, going I on there. do
4: remember this guy. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So, this guy, from what I can gather, and without looking it up and Googling it, I think he filmed himself getting pleasured by by his own dog,
1: <laughs> which is quite something. <laughs>
3: uh, but, <laughs> Ruby, I mean, rugby league in general is um, just full of, like, full of these stories. I'm speaking more off more the cuff now. But when I first came up to, Manchester. I went to watch Salford City Reds, where the captain, uh, the hooker Malcolm Alker, uh, retired. And fast forward nine years, he was holding up a KFC in Lee um, <laughs> with a with a, a pretend gun. There was another guy whose name escapes me, but he was playing playing at St at Helens. This is incredible, right? Uh, he got into an altercation with uh, one of uh, one of Her Majesty's finest. In fact, a couple of them, and he got tasered four times. And yet in the altercation, the taser went off five times because after being tased four times, he then grabbed the taser, turned it on, turned it on, turned it on the policeman, and then take and then tasered them. <laughs> it was what I can remember. He was restrained by five, five policemen. I'd, I'd have to look, uh, have to look it up and then bundled off. But anything to do with rugby league is usually pretty, pretty tasty.
4: It's like a conveyor belt, isn't it? They, they do something ridiculous in Australia and play in Super League. Yeah. And and then in in Super League, they do something (gasps) ridiculous and go and play in Australia. Ben Barber was was one, were not it? Yeah, I was reading a court report.
3: Okay. Um, And the court report was with... um, I remember one of the players was Leon Price. And Leon Price and somebody else, and I apologize if I got this wrong, but I think it's more the other guy rather than Leon Price. They... I so apologise so, if you get it wrong yeah, so, not, not so please show. don't sue me but effectively they got pretty drunk broke into someone's house who I think was going out with one of their wives or girlfriends and then an altercation uh, happened and they described themselves as going in because they had a few beers and they felt rather fresh I just love the, <laughs> the idea of feeling fresh okay let's go and smash into a flat and beat someone up <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's just a different. It's a different world, rugby league. It's got my yeah. favourite piece of commentary ever, and you know I'm not a fan of commentary, Adam. Um, it's, it's the no, kind so of I bloke. Assume it's
0: a bit of your own.
4: Terry, Terry O'Connor said that uh, if it's the kind of bloke that if you broke if you came home and found him in bed with your wife, you'd tuck him in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah R-
1: rugby
3: league is probably the nation's greatest sport that nobody knows about. <laughs> I recommend everyone get into rugby league. <laughs>
2: If there's stories like that, I'm on it. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. Mr. Eustace, what have you got?
1: Follow that, eh? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if a drinking session happened after Wales beat Scotland at Cardiff. Um, but later that night, Andy Powell was arrested on a golf buggy <laughs> at Junction m <M4, laughs> okay. Junction 33 of the M4. Um, and I think in a... In what can only be described as a triumph of understatement, the police statement mentioned that one of the men failed a breath test.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're well, only going to get some fags from the garage, yeah. from the services. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Whilst while singing Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah.
3: There are some things, you, I mean, there are some crimes you should always be encouraged to commit as a player you know as long as you're not hurting someone something like a golf buggy that'll get you a lot of after- that'll get you a lot of afternoon speaking gigs i mean yeah sure you paid five grand the legal fees but subsequent to that every appearance you're going to make for barclays or mdma or mdma mbna that's one
2: of the better freudian slips
3: yeah quite <laughs> um yeah uh, you're going to get a lot of money. So I kind of encourage you, if you're going to break the law, boys, do it, do do something creative, steal a painting, something like that. In I
0: head, with that incident, with the the golf buggy, I reckon there's a train of thought that, okay, I could just get in the car. No, that'd be drink driving. I shouldn't do that. (laughs) What what, what could I use instead? I genuinely think that's what happened. Anyway, uh, Russ, I don't think we've gone to you, have we? Nearly missed you.
2: and judging by by the three previous answers, I think I may have taken this a little bit too literally. I could have gone for Mario Balotelli setting fireworks off in his in his bathroom, um, but I've gone down the NFL train, and I've chosen a guy called Aaron Hernandez. Uh, he was quite Stop. well documented. I mean, you've kept you guys have all kept it pretty light, so uh, I'll change the. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's, a, it's pretty severe as an off-field I mean, in indiscretion.
2: As far as off-field indiscretions go, I mean, he was accused of, of murdering two guys in Miami, uh, which he was cleared of, but he was actually subsequently found guilty of murdering his brother-in-law or his sister's sister's uh, his girlfriend's sister's boyfriend, Odin Lloyd. Um, And then basically hung himself in prison. Uh, One of the brightest talents to potentially ever grace the NFL. Um, An absolute freak of an athlete, but quite troubled, should we say. I mean, that might be an understatement.
4: (laughs) What a heartwarming story. (laughs) You are are not mistaken, anyone that's listening. Rush just described double murder (laughs) as an indiscretion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, it's very can... much a negative and right now I need two positives. <laughs> <laughs> you can argue that he that he was cleared a double
2: murder and, uh, and only only actually convicted of a single murder but you right, know, the, the lesser above.
4: indiscretion of just murder. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just,
2: just single murder.
4: Just didn't one. one of them
0: get quashed just because he died. Like because like, they um, couldn't uh, you I yeah, think yeah, right actually yeah. yeah.
2: And the fact <laughs> that the guy that was pointing the finger at him Um, apparently Hernandez tried to shoot him as well and he only had one eye and he was a a criminal so what goes around comes around
0: (laughs) All right, time for I was going to say let's get back to something lighter but we dealt with that in a very light way so it's all good platinum jiffy bag question time now so if you match my answer uh, you will get nine bonus points which is wow almost deserved. certainly
4: going to be a cricket answer as well. Well,
0: yeah, might be, might not be. Um, maybe I'm throwing a curveball in here this time, JB. Let's start. In fact, I better read the question, hadn't I? Yeah, that would help. Uh, the Queen has been brought in. Um, she gave a speech on Sunday night to bring in some control. So, what's the best example of a veteran making a difference in sports? These, these questions definitely aren't tenuous. to Linked to uh, can, can I
3: just say, There is no way that you and I are going to have the same answer here. There is just <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, so my immediate answer to this was, of course, the Northampton second row from 2001, Tim Rodber, who was a veteran in age terms, but also an actual veteran who helped lead the team to their first ever major trophy. So for me, the veteran and vet, double veteran, Tim Rodber, I know you probably had that, so I do (laughs) apologise. Can
0: I shock you? Uh, You'll find find out in a minute. Um, (laughs) I like that.
2: Right, uh, Russ. Um, Well, this also isn't going to be the answer that you've got in your platinum jiffy bag. But something tells me
0: I'm not going to hear it from anybody. But in (laughs) in in
2: 2007, um, after a loss to France in the World Cup semi-final New Zealand international, Jerry Collins turned up in Barnstable. Now Ooh. whilst, whilst not, whilst not particularly a veteran um, at the time, he decided that whilst on, on leave from the New Zealand team, that he was going to have a few beers in the rugby club and ended up turning out for Barnstable seconds against Newton Abbott. Right. And whilst again, whilst not making a huge difference in sport it brings uh, a bit of a warm glow to the heart that somebody of that level could then just turn out and play second-team rugby. But imagine but being... To
4: the poor fuckers that <laughs> were to
2: imagine, imagine the guy playing 10 for, North... <laughs> for, Newton, for, for Newton Abbott. Uh,
3: seconds. <laughs> but, seeing... well, I mean, if you feel sorry for the 10 playing for Newton Abbott, or whoever it was, just spare a thought for... Um... Jerry Collins' his agent. I mean, this 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 is a seriously expensive <laughs> asset which decided yeah. to run out on, onto the field. I mean, that that, yeah. that was the real victim victim of all this. Yeah. He,
1: um... <laughs> and, it, and, it, and his teammates yeah, had to drink. The yeah. Didn't he wear his barnstable we'll, we'll... socks for he the barbers? Bar yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, nice
4: touch. That's... Um... Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, was nice as filming it. He just saw the socks, mate. All right? Okay, and he saw them because of me. <laughs> um, did you film those socks? <laughs> yeah
2: fuck
4: off mate anyway
0: (laughs) um yeah this is i'm getting a sense that i don't think you really want the platinum jiffy bag points based on those first two answers um but let's let's see if ben's got anything closer
1: well i don't think i have either but um i've gone for um gary McAllister. Signed for Liverpool at the age of 35. hardly got a kick all season. And then uh, the last 10 games, he got six goals and six assists. That includes uh, the winner in a Merseyside derby, uh, a winner against Barcelona in a UEFA Cup semi-final, Uh, then created the equaliser in the FA Cup final, and then in the UEFA Cup final, scored a goal and three assists. Not bad.
0: Yeah, not bad. Still, his best ever moment was the ball moving on the penalty so- spot just before he yeah. took it in Euro 96.
1: And also did it looking like no footballer has looked in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. he, he, looked like,
2: he, he actually looked like the guy who's the chief medical officer now. <laughs> Tim, what's his name?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh that's after he had the virus, not before as well.
4: Right, Doug. Uh there's only one man for me, the the greatest footballer that has ever lived, that probably will ever live, the greatest footballer I've ever seen in the flesh. The one, the only, the irreplaceable Paul Scholes, who was sitting on his sofa. In his, uh, I imagine, massive house in Oldham. Where he, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. are, there, are there massive houses in Oldham?
1: Oh,
3: there there are some big houses in Sunworth. I've actually been I, to the horse I race. I bet Paul Skulls has with, got the biggest with, one. With Paul skulls Have you really? Yeah. Well, uh, he's in a racing club, and I was invited to go uh, to oh, some meet in Liverpool to watch his horse run. It was completely underwhelming. And the most annoying part about it was <laughs> is... Uh, the most annoying point about it was he had like three mates and their defining features were that they were mates with Paul skulls. And there was a constant (laughs) battle to see who could be, who could be Paul skulls, biggest mate. That's the only way you can possibly describe that
4: was, that was the real, that was the real competition, not the horses who can impress Paul the most. Now. So yeah, Paul skulls is my, is just the greatest footballers ever lived. Um, Sitting on his sofa in Oldham, Gets a call from the greatest manager that's ever lived. Scolese. We're under, we're under the pump a bit. We need you to come. We've got a few injuries. Just rocks up. Scores a winner in the Manchester Derby. Whatever. Wins the league. Sails off into the sunset a year later. Thanks a lot. Well, Wells pocket <laughs>
2: another couple of mil. Thanks very yeah. much.
4: 499 appearances for United. That would annoy the living piss out of me. <laughs> that's yeah. well, isn't Bradman, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. And on, on that subject, JB, um, I would have, I wouldn't have been able to speak all day if I was stood next to Paul Scholes, Much like the time when I was sat next to Shane Warne, in the uh, in 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 the box, like we were doing the last Champions Trophy that was in England, and he came and sat down next to me. He was going out with Elizabeth Hurley at the time, and uh, sat down next to me. I hey, hey, mate, how you doing? And as a young leg spin bowler, as Adam can attest, he used to rip it <laughs> sideways, much like Warney. And um... just just in every way, like. I mean... <laughs> but you know, um, I managed to look look aside look to the side like, out of the corner of my eyes and the only word I could uh, muster was <laughs> 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 I
1: had
3: a very very uh, yeah this it sounds weird right but uh, there are certain niche players that I really really like and you know I'd love to meet I was lucky enough to meet one at world, at world player play, at world world player of the year and the first time it's ever happened to me I completely clammed up when I met Blaine Scully <laughs> <laughs> the of, all the, of, of, all, of all the people, of all the people. Yeah, I just finished interviewing uh,
2: Richard McCaw or something.
3: Yeah, interviewed him, Dick Khaleesi Oh my god, that's Blaine Scully. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I've always, I've always liked the guy.
0: A couple of years ago at the Oval, I queued up with my son um, to get like a they were doing these plastic bottles things for Save the Ocean or whatever, and I queued up to get um, Save an autograph. The ocean.
4: What, <laughs> all one of, of those. One of those things. <laughs> just the whole ocean.
0: Ocean Rescue Sky's Ocean Rescue, Sky's Ocean Rescue. <laughs>
4: Um
0: and Mike Atherton and Shane Warne were sat next to each other signing autographs and every every man and his dog was getting their kid it was like you, you could choose between them so everyone was going for Shane Warne I didn't like Atherton sign sign my son's bottle will you
4: <laughs>
0: Um Warne was a little bit little bit
1: miffed it was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of my life <laughs> Have- I might have told this one before, but a friend of mine was at the Oval for an England West Indies game and the party they were in got a little bit tanked up and uh, at one stage got Michael Holdings' interview and uh, they then saw a gentleman Jeez, he's a sign-
0: miserable bastard.
1: Well, they saw a gentleman signing autographs and uh, one of the party just was like, oh my God, it's Viv Richards. So she went over <laughs> and got Viv Richards' autograph. Oh, and dear. it wasn't until she got home the next day she realised she had Michael Holding and Ainsley Harriet's autographs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. well,
2: if, if, if we're all telling... Come tally, on, Russ, finish it off. Square the circle, it, mate. This will be one of the middle, most middle-class things you've ever heard, but I once had a piss <laughs> next to Peter Schmeichel at Centre Court at Wimbledon.
4: Wow. Were you I on know, duty, Russ?
1: Right? Did, did you ever do Wimbledon duty?
2: No, I didn't. No, I did Lords, uh, but I never did Wimbledon. But
1: um... Peter Schmeichel looked across and went, "Bit cold in here, isn't it?" And you went, to, <laughs> "Don't be blue, Peter." <laughs>
0: oh,
2: oh. <laughs> oh, anything for a Partridge reference.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, Siri has just suggested that I set a timer for twenty-two seconds. That is incredible modern technology in
2: in advance of this week
0: it's like oh it's figured out that a week ago at this moment you know i set a timer for 22 seconds i can't imagine why right latest scores ben you're still trailing i'm afraid 62 russ on 72 doug on 77 jb still in the lead on 80 um it's finally time to play to our audience so we're gonna do who is sports greatest Irish man slash woman. Um, there aren't going to be any women in your answers. I'm going to, I'm going to wager. And
1: we all,
2: we all know how, uh, how much we enjoy the, uh, the Irish levels of banter from the, uh, from the Irish people. Amazing.
0: You love them all equally. Yes, is we do. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Love
2: them. Some more equal than others.
0: Well, for, why don't you start Russ? Uh,
2: well, there's only one answer to this question. Um, Sir A.P. McCoy, the greatest living Irishman, champion jockey on 20 uh, consecutive occasions, a couple of couple of Gold Cups, a couple of Grand Nationals, and uh, seems like a pretty pretty decent all-round bloke. And uh, he did a, a hell of a rendition of a song that I can't remember on uh, a League of Their Own once, so he can sing as well.
0: Okay, not a sport though. <laughs> you know it just sits just sits on something else sits on the the thing that deserves all the credit yes.
4: point isn't it ben
0: sport's greatest irish person
4: racing they just sit on something
1: Amazing.
2: you should go to marketing <laughs>
1: um much as i would like to give it to any one of the inmates of the county limerick gift mines um <laughs> I've gone with uh, with Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah. 133 Island caps, eight Lions caps, three Heineken Cups, and uh, perhaps one of the best sidesteps I've ever seen, where he just sort of goes round Latham in the in one of the Lions tests and goes in under the posts. Absolute legend.
0: I saw Brian O'Driscoll on the Victoria Line once. That's an anecdote I'll spare you with.
2: Did I, did <laughs> I tell you he retweeted my video?
0: Yes, you did. Once or twice, yeah. He's the sole reason. How many that views did he got now, Russ? That he's the
2: sole reason that that video got eighteen thousand views.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> oh, it was good. It deserved. It deserved maybe half of that amount of views, but yeah, you know, it was yeah. decent. Uh, who's who? Have I had Russ, Ben, Doug?
4: Um, only one answer for me: Andy Townsend. Because he's English. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a whole raft of English
2: Irishmen that have appeared for the Republic <laughs> yeah. of
4: Ireland. Andy Townsend would be the most insulting. Uh,
0: it's 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 not Townsend, Ta- is it? It's Cascarino, isn't it? Who yeah. got called up for Ireland? And oh, haven't you got an Irish grandmother or something? Is that? Like, don't know. Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah, I think you have. and it yeah. he transpired he didn't, and he just he just. Just on the basis of a conversation. Oh, yeah, come and play for Ireland.
4: Moved mid-90s football selection to their Irish rugby team.
0: That was an unintentional points off if you've heard that. I won't count that. i just hit the button by mistake. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give you some more points.
3: Right, uh, JB. Yeah, I I mean... I would say a rugby player, but I don't really know. I mean, I don't know really what Ireland have done sporting wise outside of their rugby. I'm sure it's something very, very substantial though. Um, what would an Irish person say? I, I guess I'd say something completely different to me. Some, probably some amateur star from one of their made up sports, which they take very seriously. <laughs> for A, a no mark County somewhere, um, who by all and purposes, if you look at him objectively, doesn't even look like an athlete, but wields a stick really well. Um, <laughs> It would be someone like that, or you know, one of their GAA players who apparently is a world class athlete until they come in that well, was that cross code game against Australia, Australia, where they absolutely batter them every year. Uh, so it'd be one of those guys. I don't know his name, one very well, and I'm sure they're very good at what they do. Uh, Paddy the O'Reilly, names
4: don't matter, I think, it's Kevin, Paddy, Moran. Paddy Kevin Moran, he played football and uh, GAA. Uh, the, the one thing I would say is that after Eddie Irvine retired from Formula One, the next uh, Irish. Formula One star was a bloke called Timo Glock, who genuinely... Was he Irish... No, he had Irish fans that would go to Formula One races and just put a little apostrophe after the O. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> very good. That's very good, actually.
2: Um, Adam, can I just take us back at a swift step that after the, the platinum jiffy bag question, you never actually revealed what the platinum jiffy bag question answer was?
0: I don't think I want yeah. to know. You can have a point for that, Ross. <laughs> Appreciate
3: that. I did forget. Um, what,
1: for being a grass, yeah,
3: that's for you. <laughs> Is it Chris Rodlinski in his return to Wigan?
0: All right, go on. Shout out anyone? Any guess as to what the of jiffy bag answer was? Uh, sorry, Freddie, Fla- Freddie Flintoff coming no. back in two thousand
2: nine.
0: No, nope. no. Anyone else? Uh, Is it Hulk Hogan in one of the WrestleManias? No, not a sport.
4: Lance Klusner's second spell at Essex.
0: let <laughs> <Lance laughs> <laughs> If it, if that happened, it might have been. No, the, the correct answer was having retired from international football in 1988 to then get a call from his country's president to say, can you come back? with Roger really Miller. To then play in two successive World... Not one World Cup, but two and dominate them. Exactly. Roger Miller.
2: I nearly picked Roger Miller. You, would, you might believe Who that. You but... Who
3: did you Cameroon? play for? Cameroon. Cameroon. Who was, was the, the guy? Who is the... Yeah, Roger... Sorry. Who is the guy that's now? The president of his country, George oh, Weyer. Weyer. George Liberia. Weyer. Yeah, that's
4: that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> isn't the uh, there's there's um one of the Balkan guys is president of his country now as well, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, is he Savo, is. Not Savo Milosevic. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That is the guy,
2: the Aston yeah. Villa striker. Oh, God.
4: Yeah, <laughs> not Savo Milosevic. No, it was one of those guys though. <laughs> it was one of those okay. that era of yeah. i'll I'll google it let's just say what what are you gonna google balkan
2: footballing president
3: yeah all all sorts all sorts of corruption comes out when you google football president or just football
0: president would do with the current current affairs of fifa but yeah anyway while doug googles that i will read the next question um given that we are all delving into our memories right now. Which incident or scandal from the past has never been settled slash explained enough for your liking? Um and Ben, kick us off with this.
1: Um <clears throat> I've gone here for Mark Cueto. Was it a try or not? Two thousand and seven World Cup final. How much more can you possibly learn about that? <laughs> well, it was a try, ultimately, would <laughs> be the ultimate thing I must admit, <laughs> I've watched it about five times this afternoon, and I still can't make up my mind. It's, it, it's not like finding Shergor, or,
3: Sh- <laughs> or Lord Lucan. It's not a riddle wrapped in a mystery.
1: <laughs> All right, not that one then. <laughs> one, one sort of maybe I'm one intriguing
0: what off the top of your head thing you've got here. Go no, on.
1: maybe one in- <laughs> intriguing side note. Then perhaps is what would have happened to. Matt Tate's career if that try had been given because the the break that sets up that chance is absolutely incredible. He beats about four tacklers and uh, he could have become a star off the back of that if England had won that final.
3: It's not really a scandal though, is it? No. no.
2: that's true. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, he's categorically got you there, Ben. Well, you know.
4: Although, ben, ben, I'll give you this. Uh, Ben's actually... feeling like any one of the reporters at a Trump press conference right or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I will just add this, though, so, Ben. You make a good
3: point, because I actually interviewed Matt Tate, and I asked him that exact question. And uh, it was quite a sobering moment as he sort of reflected on his wasted career post-World Cup. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, so Matt, do you think your career could have been different if England had won the World Cup? And yeah, not that's really how it came up. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's
4: a Drifted terrible. into obscurity. That's... I mean, to be fair, we did have 13 more years playing top-level rugby. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then made one tackle in the last two seasons that all, ev- is all everybody ever talks <laughs> about.
0: thing is, hmm. if, imagine England won that World Cup, um, and then I'll just pull this back to cricket. Who can name the 2009 Ashes-winning team? like nobody except Uh, me obviously but yeah uh,
3: easily was that the first one that they won
2: No, second Second
3: one
0: yeah after you know after after the lord mayor's show and all that um right douglas uh
4: so for me it'd be the salary cap scandal of uh saracens i'd like to read the documentation that all the saracens fans are reading that says that they haven't done anything wrong I'd love to know where it is. I, it just, for me, has never been explained how a group of people can be so vehemently opposed or in denial about a situation. I don't get it.
0: You should talk about it on a podcast one day.
4: And not only that, but they've also ruined women's rugby. So, well done, Saracens.
0: There's,
2: There's a lot. Of it.
4: of the, yeah, uh, it's a conversation for another time. I was, uh,
2: but uh, I was having this discussion with with one of the uh, Saracen supporters on a on a, a group that I'm part of from the fantasy rugby draft and uh, Blade Bell. But Exeter and Worcester have now got teams in the uh, the, the ladies' game, haven't they, in the premiership. Right, um, and, and sale, missed... shots And sale, don't, sorry. Don't miss them out, please. Um, have But they've, according to some Saris fans, have, have been given a de facto place because of who they are, not what they've achieved. And because they're asking for potential salary caps in the women's game, ironically, Saracens are, are opposed to a salary cap in a women's game because they've,
3: you know. Well,
4: kind of on form, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly I mean, right. Whatever yeah. they've done in the men's game, they've done it tenfold in the women's game. They've basically just hoovered up every good player. So it's, mm. yeah. yeah, no wonder you're beating Waterloo ladies 113 nil because they're basically girls that, you know, were playing touch rugby last year. Yeah, Richmond ladies and
2: they're like, yeah. no disrespect to, to those guys, but they're not being backed by uh,
4: Saracens. No. Okay, JB. But they're furloughing their stars as well. The yeah,
3: shit so makes. I've got to um really tread yeah, carefully here because um this is a it's not a scam. Well yeah. I mean, okay, firstly, I'm, I'm gonna premise my answer with this short statement, which is <laughs> what happened that night was obviously ve- it was obviously awful. Uh I don't condone it in any way. Yoda yada 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 yada, etc. Uh, and I, I really don't, but I still really want to know who the 16-year-old is who happens to reside in Cardiff that can get the better of the six-foot-four ex-Wales captain Gareth Thomas on a night out, because when I was thinking of it, what, what, what was he, he was assaulted by a 16-year-old? You know, I, I honestly thought, where was Ben Curry that night? You know, that's the only one that I could possibly <laughs> think of. Um, I, I I coach a rugby team. I could do with an extra flanker. Uh, and it just sounds like now he's gone through his restorative justice, and now he's coming through the other side of this, hopefully with reformed views, there might be a place for this guy somewhere in the game. I mean, if... Um, 80... Sorry, please.
2: I was going to say, I have it on quite good authority from within the game. Oh, God. That that, that <laughs> whole incident never, ever took place.
3: Well, this is exactly why I want to know more about it, because... Uh, the, because the mythical man that attacked Gar Thomas, I think might be um, might be eligible for a contract.
2: Uh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. I, I, I have been told, and again, you know, I've been told that it was more the fact that uh, Mister Thomas fell over whilst very, very heavily inebriated, uh, and and that's how his face become quite uh, quite scuffed up, should we say? And it was nothing to do with being jumped.
3: Yeah, I'm not being funny, Russ, but that's not I'm not being Russ, but that's not gonna help my back row in any way.
0: No, no, it's
3: not <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: true.
0: Are we getting into realms of where you're gonna to have to edit this? No, no, <laughs> no? Not, not. no. I will not. Okay, Russ. Um just so, to finish this so, one off.
2: So yet again, right, I find myself in a dark place. Um you've all kept it very light, and perhaps I should be thinking more about that. Um but trying to play to my host. Uh, I have chosen a guy called Steve McNair, Air McNair, from um, the Houston Oilers, Houston Texas, um, Houston Titans, Tennessee Titans, and the likes of all those different names that they've had. Um,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, right. That backfired, um, didn't
2: it? <laughs> it? Yeah. So, anyway, Steve McNair um, was the apparent victim of a murder suicide uh, by one of his girlfriends in a hotel room. Uh, where she shot him in the head uh, while he was naked from the waist down and apparently sleeping and then shot herself with her head resting in his lap. Um, that is how they were found. I would like to know a little bit more. I've listened to a podcast called Gladiator, which is available on on the podcast, which is some investigative journalism, which tells a little bit more about the background and the story behind it, where there are lots of evidential things that were, were not... Um, maybe adhered to by the by the law enforcement at the time. So I'd quite like to know what happened to Steve McNair.
1: The NFL Ooh. really is
4: the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? Just as long Let's... as those young lads are getting belted in the head from four years old, <laughs> these stories are going to keep happening.
0: It's, well, um, like, well that, that one's just such a sad story, though. It's it's like, well, they all are, really. Um, but they're, they're so, the number of these sort of stories are so big that it's hard to take some of it seriously, um, but I do with that one. Um, you know that that was some player, some phenomenal player, and just a horrible, tragic end to a life, basically,
4: at the risk of being <laughs> shit, serious. Shit, shit, shit! I've just knocked my beer all over my mixer. That's <laughs> all over my phone. Ah, uh, a disaster. Swat, bag. What on, mixer
3: Adam. did you? What mixer did you? Uh, spell it over there. Uh, ben uh, Zenix QX uh, twelve twelve oh two. Oh, that sort of mixer. Yeah, that's a decent <laughs> oh, <yeah>. mixer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, what, it wasn't his ginger ale. <laughs> yeah. the last thing <laughs> I did to be all over while podcasting. No, with you
4: Swats, also bit the dust the other week, didn't it? What's that? It's your <laughs> <back. by> Mac. My <laughs> Mac. Say <laughs> that like it's <laughs> our fault. It is your Look fault. Here, you twat. <laughs> anyway, Adam,
2: let's keep going
0: yeah good idea um well we're into any other business i think and ben sorry you're trailing so you can
1: start uh well i could say what i want i don't think i've got much chance from this position but um (laughs) (laughs) all slightly (laughs) slightly distracted by by doug having interview there um Certain supermarkets have just imported a huge amount of beef from Poland and um, they shouldn't do that. Um, Everyone should be buying British beef. And uh, if you have to go to your butchers to get it, even better. Um, So look for British beef, buy British beef. Um, All the farmers are still working hard. All Phil's uh, colleagues, the vets are still working hard. And if you're buying it from abroad, uh, they're not getting any benefit from their work.
0: Um you you tried to pay phil a compliment that was a point off but you're you're dead right and everything else. not selling
1: his colleagues (laughs) yeah
0: yeah fair enough well saved (laughs) uh russ you would be next
2: um all this isolation stuff um has brought out the worst kind of people uh and the people i want to talk about are the people that own tiktok accounts what the fuck is the matter with you, right? We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The last thing people need is more ass hats dancing around to songs we've never heard of doing made-up dance routines where they have to tap their feet together or jump over each other doing press-ups or narrate over speeches from films and stuff. Um, I believe it's supposed to be a its own sort of social network its own social media which is fine just keep it there stop sharing it on your facebook on your instagram nobody really cares it's dog shit
3: i almost agree with you i almost agree with you except for the african funeral videos which i cannot stop watching does anyone know what (laughs) i'm talking (laughs) about yes
2: yes i do they are yes they are
3: some of the finest content ever made by any man alive uh, and the best ones are the ones, as I mentioned, on, on Egg Chasers, actually, where the guy clearly deserves to die. Like, if you're mm-hmm. wrangling a shark, it's, it's on you. Yeah. I don't feel bad about watching this one bit. Sorry. If you've got your head in an alligator's mouth, I don't mind that one bit. Please, feel, if you're jumping from skyscraper to scry- skyscraper and you fall, well, that's just part of the entertainment which you decided to provide to me. So uh, the African funeral videos are some of the finest content. So simple, so brilliant. I will. I
2: will send a video into into the WhatsApp group of something similar, but just to, for the benefit of the tape. Oh, There's, a guy, there's a guy on a swing. Yeah, um, who is swinging very high. Who <laughs> then? <laughs>
3: <laughs> like the best ones are all when all when the funeral crew line up first because you know what you, you know, we know what we know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, all <So> right.
2: Well, <laughs> there, are, there are several of these, but yes, JB, uh...
0: absolutely. Yeah, uh, so J- my... JB, what's your, oh, unless that was it, what's your? Well, no, no, I, mean, I was just
3: going to add that that's my next stag do fancy dress, an African funeral team. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I, was won't get make, any, I was going to call out another set of podcasters, um, for some horrendous behavior, um, but I'm not going to do that because I feel I'll get a bit too much heat. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to ignore that for now, um. And instead, I'd like to talk about a bit of a good news story. Well, not a good news story, but something which is just I've been following closely. It's COVID-related, and I just can't really get over how amazing this this whole thing is, which is the story of the Mercedes racing team putting together ventilators. Uh, and it's one of those funny things which could only happen because very rich men decide every weekend they need to get a car around a circuit faster than another set of rich men, uh, and because of because of that they can it, they can perform incredible things. So I just love the story. I love how quickly that they did it, and hopefully they will be getting some vents. Well, they won't be getting ventilators anyway. They'll be getting CPAP machines very uh, out very 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 soon. So uh, yeah, a remarkable story.
0: Agreed. Um. Doug, are you ready for us?
4: In fact, before, hey. while, while <laughs> yeah, you're still no, cleaning up, I'll... I'm good. Up, I'm I'll, good. Uh... I'm good. Um, my any other business is if anyone's got a mixer for sale that they uh, don't need <laughs> anymore, um, give me a shout. <laughs> do, you want, do, you, do you actually need a mixer? No, not really.
3: I was going to well, say... Well, I don't I'm... know
4: yet. The beer hasn't hit the circuit board, yeah. so I don't
3: know. <laughs> but too, if you want a mixer, <laughs> le- uh, let me know. Will do, mate. Thank you. Um, well, do you have anything else that you'd like to, no,
0: to share no, that's, it now,
4: that's, um, that's
0: it. I'm not going to lie you've got enough points to get yourself in the final so, so you're okay <laughs> um, quick bit of any other business for me if I may, this is unconventional um, but if, if you're going to wish Boris Johnson the best of health and wish him all the best you don't actually have to say you don't agree with his politics you can just, you can just do that in isolation if you want there's no rule um, that says you have to. Well, well, I don't. Well,
3: I don't like his politics, so, but you know, just just I, do that. I did think about this, and I do agree with his politics, just as a side. But I thought about putting really niche things up, which I don't agree that I don't agree with him with before saying get well soon, like um, <laughs> you know. I don't I, I may not I may not agree with congestion charging but get well soon just so you get you <laughs>
1: know with the conversation just get it in my, uh,
3: absolutely
1: yeah my, my friend's in big trouble with a uh camborne covid nineteen support group on facebook uh,
4: that makes it sound like there's a group of people in
1: camborne that are actively so, so, like rooting for coronavirus it, and all it wouldn't be out of the question to be honest but uh, someone wrote That's like v or v or. V- Someone wrote a post that started Dear Boris and it was written to him in like the first person. I hope you get better. And he just put. He said, I, I don't want to upset you, but I don't think he's going to read this.
4: And, uh, <laughs> and uh,
1: yeah, He's been called well, an idiot by a hairdresser in a lugging. So I'm going to close this
3: door now because I'm going to tell you how I got into trouble over the COVID-19. Um, there we go. So uh, throughout COVID nineteen, I've managed to look, make make myself look like a dickhead to both my wife and also my neighbours on multiple occasions. Um, starting with losing my temper because there was loads of knitted hearts everywhere. Now my wife's actually a doctor, uh, and I just want to like, why is there knitted hearts everywhere? Where is it? Why is there this 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 nonsense everywhere? Turns out the neighbours have been uh, dropping off um, knitted hearts uh, for her to give to the patients and and whatnot. So obviously I'm an absolute animal, but it really. <laughs> came to its crescendo yesterday when we've got a little Facebook, uh, look, a little WhatsApp group for the kids, for the kids' parents in nursery. And they keep sending these Oh, they stupid, are horrendous, Oh, my groups. God. They keep sending these stupid messages and things like, um, Peter's missing his friends. Uh, Peter's not missing his friends. He doesn't even know their bloody names. He's four. Like, yeah, he might not <laughs> want he doesn't, to. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And uh, I can see my wife... Holding up her, holding up her phone, and there's a video bit video being played, and it is Peter. Peter wants to do the flower challenge in the style of the water bucket uh, challenge, where you know you throw flower flower on, on your head. And this point, I lost. it. like, that's not true. Peter doesn't want to do this. This isn't right. This is I mean, this is borderline child abuse. It was a Peter fucking
4: sounds like call. a dickhead. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> it, wasn't it was a conference call.
2: Oh yeah. no, Jesus. she was on, oh, she was on. Oh,
3: oh God, no way. <laughs> yeah, and I don't actually know how many other parents were on this conference call. Hopefully, hopefully they, they didn't quite pick it up. But uh,
0: they
4: I not, no one's going to look at you in the playground anymore. So, the irony
0: is, they, they may not have picked it up, but they'll listen to this. You never know. Yeah, I, some some people will a...
3: come out of the COVID crisis with... Um, with reputations massively
4: enhanced not i not i
1: <laughs>
4: um can i can i just going back to uh, a, a point we made earlier on about uh, how nfl players from the age of four years old are getting belted in the head if you haven't seen a series called friday night tykes can i suggest you go and do it
3: Ooh, do that. Friday
4: it's night um bikes. yeah apparently you can watch it on hey you which is uh couple of quid a month streaming service that does like reality shows and it's about a peewee football team in texas but go and watch what they do with their training methods on essentially five and six year old kids
0: is it the springfield wildcats
4: i can't remember what they're called but did you ever like you do those pre-season training drills where you run until you're sick and you're not allowed to stop until you're sick they do that with these seven-year-old kids oh wow i kid i kid you not wow
3: it works, it works.
4: That's all I'm saying.
2: Some some of us were sick before the others. You know, they're not allowed
4: water. It it toughens them up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, quick, um, well, rundown of the scores. I think it's fairly clear who's in the final here. Ben, you ended up on 94 points. Russ, 108. Doug, 121. JB, 139. Impressive stuff. Um, And Siri is here with my timer suggestion for 22 seconds, which is great if it worked. um, But that's my problem, not yours. Um, So, yeah, defend the undefendable. um, You're both going to get a chance to do. Perfect. Yeah, modern technology. If it hadn't suggested it, this would have been easier. Um, Right, Doug, as you came second, you can choose whether to go first or second.
4: I'll go first.
0: Okay, Um, With most footballers contemplating pay cuts, Kyle Walker should get a pay rise for helping to keep the Manchester sex industry going.
4: Well, these women need need an income too. And as far as I'm aware, they're self-employed because it's still illegal to be a member of a fully paid up brothel. Kyle's got money to burn. He's helping the local industry. These ladies have got a certain set of skills that need to be utilised. As footballers do, they need to be match fit, and he's just doing his <laughs> part for business.
0: Um. Time, time's up. You actually defended that. I'm impressed. I think that might be the first time that's happened on this podcast. <laughs> okay, JB, this one's for you. Um, the Sale Sharks should return all their overseas players back to their relevant countries to provide some much needed jobs for local residents. <laughs>
3: Well, funny you mentioned that, because I think all, all of the Sail Sharks who are not from this country have actually returned back to their country. So uh, not really much of an issue, not really much of an issue there. Um, yeah, Sail Sharks should send back all of their foreign players, because frankly, Carrington is just swarming with six foot four to six foot five blonde men that are <laughs> agile in lineups and, and, and can really carry a ball. If anything, it's a waste time, of hassle.
0: time. Like, is, time is up, you You sort of didn't really defend that. Doug, you are going to win this week's hunting chat. Well done. Oh,
3: sorry. I meant to defend. I meant to. (laughs) Yeah, that's happened before. Oh, no. I could have made a much better fist of of that. What a moral! (laughs) Ruined
0: it. And those are 22 short seconds, as we know. Um, Yeah, well played, everybody. That was good
2: thank you uh thank you again adam for your for your hosting who knows we might do this again next week if we can come up with some more questions jb thank you for for joining us i hope you had fun uh, um, pleasure. it was it was great to have you on um and you know we'll get you back soon if we if we continue to do this hopefully there'll be some rugby at some point some somewhere until um, next
4: week telling you yeah,
2: yeah keep uh, keep up with the with the egg chaser stuff it's interesting listening to all the the off season stuff that you boys are doing and the and the classic match stuff as well which is uh, highly entertaining so thanks for that and uh yeah we will catch you all next week in in some way shape or form go well Lovely.